a guy went to visit his best friend. And because he was his best friend, he just went right over to the house. He walked right in the door, and he was shocked at what he saw. His best friend was playing chess with his dog. And the guy just stood there for a while in utter astonishment. But finally, he said, that is the smartest dog I have ever seen. But his best friend said, nah, he's, he's not that smart. I've beaten him three games out of five. <laughs> Jesus was often engaged in verbal games. Verbal sparring matches. And his opponents sought to beat him, not for points, but for notions of truth, for respectability, and I know this will shock some of you, for power. And in today's Gospel reading from John chapter 6, Jesus has racked up a rowdy crowd of spectators. And this kind of started last week. And they are eager for some more divine theatrics. Free, miraculous bread, and religious debates that are as intense as mixed martial arts matches. You will recall that earlier in John chapter 6, Jesus had somehow arranged the feeding of 5,000 people. And that's miraculous, however you cut it. But Jesus kind of felt tired out after the feeding of the 5,000, so he wanted a break. So Jesus took a leisurely stroll across the Sea of Galilee. When I was at the Sea of Galilee, I tried to take a leisurely stroll across too. Let's just say it went better for Jesus than it went for me. But Jesus gets to the other side of the lake, and he finds himself smack dab in the middle of a stalking crowd. These people have been looking for Jesus, they've been hunting him down, and now they have found him. And again, this kind of started last, in last week's reading. And to make the atmosphere more festive, shall we say, a bunch of religious leaders show up. And religious leaders are always the life of the party. <clears throat> and these religious leaders believe that Jesus is either Looney Tunes, they're worried that he's Looney Tunes, or that he is power hungry. And if you think that Looney Tunes and power hungry sometimes go together, say, Amen. Amen. And we may see a bunch of that as we go through the elections, right? But Jesus, ever the artful debater, Jesus, ever the clever publicist, when he finds himself surrounded by this flash mob holds an impromptu press conference. So people are texting their friends, oh, Jesus is here. They're taking pictures of Jesus with their phones. And they're tweeting away everything that Jesus said. Now remember, people are confused about who Jesus is. There's lots of gossip. There's lots of rumors. Who is this Jesus guy? What is Jesus' agenda? And so Jesus, being the nice guy he is, says, I'm going to clear up all the misunderstandings that people have about me. I'm going to make myself very, very clear 
in a very simple, I mean, how incredibly simple statement that just anybody could understand. And he offers this statement in John 6, verse 51. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Easy to understand, right? I mean, confusion solved, everybody understands. Yeah, not so much. There were confusions that, just as we are confused by this passage today. There are really three parts to John chapter 6, verse 51. I am the living bread. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh. So let's just start by looking at the first one. I am the living bread. You have to realize that a lot of the people who were there that day were only there because Jesus had just given away a bunch of bread. They were there for the show. But interesting in this passage is not really about bread. Repeat after me, it's not about bread. I mean, the bread that they had just eaten was perishable. It was going to go away, just like the manna in the wilderness that their ancestors ate. It was not going to last. The bread was a sign, an arrow, a clue, a hint to who Jesus was. And circle this with a red pen in your mind, who Jesus is. To use contemporary language, what this living bread stuff was kind of saying was, Hello! Pay attention here! Jesus is the living bread. Jesus is the non-perishable source of life. Eat all the bread you want, unless you're counting carbs. But it's the bread of Jesus that you need. Without it, you will starve spiritually. Now Jesus just could have, just as easily could have said, I am the living cell phone. I am the living air. I am the living cure. I am the living Wi-Fi. Now these are a little less poetic to be sure than I am the living bread. But they are all getting at the same sort of notion, that Jesus is more than you think. Jesus is not just a prophet like Moses. Jesus is not just a nice guy like Mr. Rogers. And Jesus is not just another pretty face like Donald Trump. Okay, I'm sorry, that, that was a bad example. That was a bad, bad, bad example. Jesus is more than all of these things. Jesus is the person, according to John 10.10, that came that you and I might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the bread, the phone, the water, the however you want to put it that you need to tap into in order to experience abundant life. If you believe that, say, Amen. Amen. Not bad for some Episcopalians. Good. But what does that abundant life look like? Well, that brings us to the second part of John 6, verse 51. 
Whoever eats this bread will live forever. So what does the abundant life look like? It looks like seven seasons of award-winning television drama. Thrones, maybe. Walking Dead. It looks like a 2,000-year-old book. The Christian life, as it's meant to be. The abundant life. It looks like a 2,000-year-old book full of intrigue and glory and love. The Christian life, the abundant life, is supposed to be that enthralling, that complex, and that beautiful. And that beautiful. But we don't have time this morning for seven seasons of award-winning television drama. So what I'm going to do is read to you the entire Bible. Okay, if you didn't laugh, I was going to do it, so. But we're going to look at just one aspect of the abundant life, just one of the nutritional benefits of the bread that is Jesus. Everlasting life. Mark Twain said, Be careful when reading health books. You might die of a misprint. Don't misread this health book. Did you notice it says, whoever eats this bread will live forever. Whoever means black, white, straight, gay. Whoever means the person full of faith with no doubts. Whoever means the believer who struggles with doubts. Whoever means that person you love to hate. Whoever means that person who's always getting on your nerves. It means that raging conservative. That flaming liberal. Even that annoying guest preacher at church. Turn to the person next to you and say, whoever eats this bread. Tell them, whoever eats this bread. Now to the last part of John 6, verse 51, it says, And the bread that I give is my flesh. Flesh. Not pie in the sky. Flesh. Not just theories. Belief from the Christian perspective. Living life from a Christian point of view requires lots of chewing and digesting. A lot of us like to look at our religion from a distance. Remember that song? From a distance. But Jesus says, no sir, no ma'am, step up to the table and eat something. What do you do with bread? You eat it. What do you do with the living well? You drink from it. What do you do with the phone? You make calls on it. What do you do with the cure? You take it. What do you do with air? You breathe it. What do you do with the Wi-Fi? You connect your computer to it. Folks, Jesus in John chapter 6 is not asking you to become a vampire. And thank God, not a sparkling one. But what Jesus is asking you to do is to get off the sidelines and to swallow the spirit, to digest the divine, to breathe in the Bible, to follow the faith, 
to stop being just a churchgoer and to become a disciple. And if you don't know the difference between being a churchgoer and a disciple, find out. And that's something Eleanor will need to be taught. Yes, as, we, as she grows in faith and in life, the difference between a churchgoer and a disciple. Now, does John chapter 6 have anything to teach us about the Eucharist? Sure it does. But remember, this passage is not really about bread. Repeat after me, it's not about bread. Not about bread. The big deal of John chapter 6 is who Jesus is. And, dun 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 surprise, the Eucharist is about who Jesus is. The main thing is Jesus. And that's something else that Eleanor would need to be reminded as she grows in faith and in life. The main thing is Jesus. And this passage is just one more reminder that Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is not just a nice guy. Won't you be my neighbor? And Jesus is not just another pretty face. Sorry, Donald Trump. Now, you can sit there and be very religious. You can sit there and be very respectable. That's fine. You can sit there with an attitude that says, well, I don't really take any of this too seriously because, see, I have my own beliefs, my own spirituality. That's fine. You can sit there and say, this preacher guy is crazy. That's fine. That's probably true. Fine, fine, fine. Great. But what this passage is telling you, and what 2,000 years of Christianity is tossing your way in buckets full, is that Jesus is more. More than you think. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is God's Son. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the living bread. Jesus is the path to abundant life. So when you come forward this morning to this altar to receive, don't just receive bread. Receive Jesus. And don't pay attention to other people when you come forward. Don't just go through the motions of religious observance. Don't get stuck on bread. Get stuck on Jesus. When you leave here this morning, don't leave with just some bread in your stomach. Leave with Jesus in the heart. Now, if everything I've said to you seems like spiritual mumbo-jumbo, like, what is he talking about? What that means is there is more to Christianity than you know. There is more for your faith to experience. Go find out what that thing is that you are missing. This passage reminds us that that old saying is true, you are what you eat. God has provided the living bread. Are you going to eat it, or are you going to leave it? Amen.